Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to Season 2, Episode number 26 of Be With Me. And I'm going to title today's meditation, Where is Jesus? And also maybe a little subtitle, When is Jesus? And and why is Jesus? As we look at this passage, as we're concluding the story of Lazarus, we find Jesus... uh, in a certain place and with a certain timing and with certain purpose. And we're not going to get the full answer to that. But as we read this passage, I want you to think about where is he and when is this time and and what's he describing is happening. So this is John chapter 11. And this is, uh, I'm going to start in verse 51. This is uh, Caiaphas making a prophecy. And then the the where and when and why is going to come into play. Uh, this is Caiaphas. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. Jesus therefore never walked openly among the Jews, but went from there to the region near the wilderness, to a town called Ephraim, and there he stayed with his disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews, this is the when part, uh, was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think, that he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should let them know so that they might arrest him. So let's talk about the when first, because this is something that's always on, I'm sorry, the where first, because this is something that's always on my heart. I love a map. And the reason we study physical location is because we are in a chronological walk through the Bible. And as you go through the chronology, we find Jesus in different places. And sometimes the being in the place bears on the teaching uh, it's often not the most critical thing, but it informs the teaching and the thinking. So we, we find Jesus uh, heading towards a place called Ephraim. Now, Ephraim is four miles northeast of Bethel, and it's about 12 miles. It correlates with the Old Testament town Ephron, uh, say the commentaries, and it's about 12 miles from Jerusalem. The point is, not exactly Ephraim itself, but the point is Jesus is close, that is very close to uh, Jerusalem, near the wilderness, and he's nearby for the Passover that's going to require a sacrifice and all. Um, Now, Ephraim is not Jerusalem, but it's anticipating and sort of getting, we're excited that Jesus gets to Jerusalem to the end of his uh, really his whole earthly ministry, but also grieve because it, it does lead to the cross here at the end. So here's the significant thing is once he gets to Jerusalem, he never leaves Jerusalem again, except by way of res, uh, resurrection. So this trip that Jesus is on that has this last known stop uh, before Jerusalem is a one-way ticket, if you will. And think about this, when the disciples go back so they're not they're on a round trip ticket. They're going to go to Jerusalem, experience the suffering and cross and everything. But then they're going to go back. They're going to go back to um, to Galilee. That's where they all live. And then the gospel is going to be spread from there. 
Uh, people are going to be scattered, if you will, from uh, Jerusalem, and the gospel is going to go to the whole uh, whole world. But when they go back, they've are, they will have experienced their last Passover. So this tells us in the passages that the why is Jesus in town? What's the timing of it? It's a, regarding the Passover, and Jesus is sort of timing his crucifixion, if you will, to be the last sacrifice. So when the disciples go back, they're never going to have another real Passover. They're going to have the Lord's Supper, which is going to supplant and replace and fulfill the Passover. But probably they're never going to uh, celebrate the Passover, quote unquote, in the same way uh, again. So the shadows are happening. And then the the final thing that I, I was thinking about when they walk back, they're going to have a superpower. So they're a bunch of knuckleheads now, and they make lots of mistakes as we as we throw rocks at them. And, but when they go back to Galilee, they're going to have a superpower. Uh, and that is, so in Ezekiel, it's prophesied. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. This is in Ezekiel chapter 36. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statute and be careful to obey my rules. This is something that the Jews and you and I have been anticipating for a long time. And then just like two pages down the Bible here at the during the Last Supper, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. When the Helper comes, this is chapter 15 of John, I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And then John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the Helper, that is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So when the whole, when the disciples walk back to Galilee, they've got this Holy Spirit inside of them that's helping them. It's to their advantage. It's helping them identify sin in, in the world and in themselves. Um, so they have this helper that proceeds from the Father, bears witness about the Father, bears witness about Jesus, excuse me, then I suppose the Father. And it's advantageous that the Holy Spirit is within them. So we find as they leave this place, they have this, uh, uh, I, I thought of it today as a superpower, but an, an enablement. And why? The why part of this is, is that the children of God who are scattered abroad can be gathered into one, and those who aren't believers can be made into one, um, and how God does this and how people move this way, obviously it's impossible. God does the impossible. That's the business he's in. He's in the impossible business where he moves people's hearts towards himself. So maybe that's you today. If it is, take a turn in your step. Take a turn in your spirit. Move um, uh, towards him. Of interest, this place that I'm a little obsessed with here, it becomes less significant from this moment on after Jesus gets done being in Jerusalem um, because the Holy Spirit then is this mobile God that's with us. So where is Jesus today? He's uh, outside of Jerusalem. And when is Jesus? It's just outside the Passover. It's just before the Passover. 
And what's the purpose? The purpose is to gather us into one. See you tomorrow.